Welcome to On Time in Full, a podcast from Designed Conveyor Systems. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of On Time in Full, a podcast brought to you by Design Conveyor Systems. I'm your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks so much for joining us for this episode today. On this episode, we're going to be talking a little bit more about veterans transitioning to project management, what that looks like, why this is such a good role for veterans, uh, and how Design Conveyor Systems is really making this happen. So joining me here today on the podcast is DJ Hughes. Uh, He's the director of the project management office for Design Conveyor Systems. DJ, welcome to the show. Thanks for joining me. Oh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely, DJ. I'm, I'm really excited to, to have you on the show. And, and before we dive into kind of uh, a little bit more about our topic today, DJ, can you give people a little bit more uh, of an idea of your background um, and, and how you ended up working at Design Conveyor Systems? Oh, absolutely. I'm a um, 20-year vet of the United States Army, Army, Army um, Active Duty and Army Reserve as well. Um, been in the Army Reserve about 15 years or so. Um, prior to that, active duty. I am also a military officer. Uh, we'll talk about that a little bit, um, um, possibly throughout the podcast. But um, in my civilian career, I've I've done roles in um, operations management um, through some food companies, and I've done project management roles uh, in a in a variety of companies. And recently, in the last five years, I've transitioned to material handling industry, and um, coming coming from a competitor here to DCS uh, within the last year. Now, all the while, while doing those roles in the civilian capacity, I've um, served in the Army Reserve um, in my uh, my military capacity as a, as a as an Army officer. Absolutely. Uh, well, first of all, thank you for your service, and, and thank you so much for joining us here on the podcast and talking a little bit more about uh, this topic, which, um, as you and I kind of discussed a little bit before we started recording, is a near and dear topic to your heart. And so um, let's dive in and talk a little bit more about that, DJ. Tell us about some of the challenges that military personnel face when kind of making that transition into the civilian world. Um, what sorts of challenges exist there? Yeah, absolutely. Um you know, di- different levels of, uh, of transitioning military personnel. But I think some of the common things, two major common things here are um, expectation management and the pace um, from transitioning from the military to the civilian world. So from an expectation management standpoint, soldiers, uh, soldiers, sailors, Marines, airmen, uh, my apologies as an Army person, I'll, I'll use the term soldier. And that's uh, uh, we can use that to describe any military person, but I'll say soldier. But um, one, one thing that soldiers do very early in their careers is they they are tasked with immense responsibilities, whether that's um, equipment ownership as a junior leader or junior officer. You, you can be responsible for millions, sometimes billions of dollars worth of equipment as a 21 year old person coming out of West Point. Um, and you can also have huge responsibilities of, of soldiers, sailors, Marines lives um, very early uh, and very young. So um, when you transition you may not have such grand responsibilities. So understanding the expectations transitioning from the military to a civilian capacity can be um, can be adjustments. It can be be challenging. Um, additionally, the pace, um, the it, it, everything in the military, you, it, it's drilled into you to to move with a sense of urgency to uh, everything's urgent. Everything's important. Um, and for good reason, for good reason in military capacity. So when, when we hear the term urgent or we have a, a critical project, understanding what that means and understanding how to adapt that to uh, civilian speak, it can be a challenging uh, transition for vets as well. Is there a certain sense in which maybe life in the military um, 
is so structured that moving away from that, it, it, it can be hard to kind of find that same structure and that same maybe discipline that exists within military life? I think some of that can be, um, I think some of that can be challenging. However, the, the military is, is extremely flexible. We do have, we do have structure. However, they're given the nature of our business, we must be flexible. The military is one of the most flexible organizations I would say on the planet. Uh, and, and that's what I, I think helps make that transition for soldiers, uh, a good one for the soldier and, uh, for the, uh, for the civilian institution. So tell me about the different types of, of transitioning veterans, whether it's, um, you know, people coming maybe from officer life, things along those lines. Does that play a factor and, and impact how people make this transition as well? I, I think it does. So when we talk about the different levels in the military, there's, there's the entry level uh, soldiers, entry level sailors, Marines, et cetera. And then you have what we call non-commissioned officers. So what I, what I would equate to first line supervisors, uh, first line leaders and whatnot. And then you have some of the NCOs that are uh, in, in higher positions, uh, staff roles, supporting um, higher ranking officers on what we call staff positions. Uh, you'll have your warrant officer corps um, throughout the branches as well, which are technical experts. So these are subject matter experts in specific fields within the military. And additionally, you'll have the officers uh, within every branch of the military and officers really run the military branches, Army, Navy, Marine, et cetera. Within the officer ranks, you'll have your what we call JMOs or junior military officers. So these are your tactical level leaders. So equate that to someone fresh out of college um, or from West Point through what we call O3. So your lieutenants and captains. And then you have field grade officers, which I'm also a field grade officer. These are the, the mid-level managers in the military, if you will. And then you have your what we call flag officers, generals and admirals, that really focus on the strategic big picture of military operations. So transitioning at those respective levels is, it, it can look very, uh, very different depending on your job, your role in the military and whatnot. That's that's a really interesting layer of things that maybe uh, maybe a lot of civilians might not have understood um, before hearing this conversation, just that maybe that there are different challenges depending on where you were in your military career. That's 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 very interesting. So tell us a little bit from your perspective, uh, being in project management, why are project management in the material handling industry, uh, why are these positions um, ideal fits for, for transitioning military personnel? Oh, absolutely. So, you know, as as a soldier and as a, as a military person, we we are we are trained we are indoctrinated with this i idea of uh of a mission first uh people always so leadership is critical but we also have to have to accomplish our mission our our, our goals our tasks whatever whatever's put in front of us um and and we have to do that in a way where we are leading our our, our troops our sailors our marines etc so we have this mission mentality this get it done mentality for our customer for our, for our people. And this, and this translates very well to a project um, based, uh, based system or project based mindset where you have requirements, you have, you have trainings that need to happen. You have, um, you know, budgets you need to adhere to. Um, as you're, as you're, as you're growing in the, in your military ranks, as you're growing in, in leadership roles, everything's about training. Everything's about planning. Um, as you transition from a tactical level up through a uh, strategic level, it's all about planning and training and whatnot, where in the project management space, everything is planning, right? How are you, you know, how do you, how do you get projects done? You're going to make sure that you have the proper plans in place. You understand the requirements, you understand the mission or the scope that you're being asked to accomplish. So um, 
my opinion, that's a very natural transition for for uh, for people who have for soldiers, for sailors, Marines who have been in those staff positions in those leadership positions where they're they're focusing on training, on planning. And now they're transitioning to requirements, scope projects for customers and execution. Does communication play a role in coordinating, you know, and making sure that everyone throughout the entirety of a team or an organization understands uh, what the goal and mission is? Does that translate well from from military life as well? Oh, ab- absolutely. Um, you know, as a, as a matter of fact, we, uh, we we go through something in the uh, in the military called the military decision making process, and uh, it translates down to something called troop leading procedures as well, where the 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 main um, focus on that is something called mission command, where you're always giving um, your subordinates, your team, your intent, your your vision, your um, your mission. It's very clear that from the person at the top to the the to the the soldier that has to kick in that door, that they understand the intent, they understand the mission, they understand the why, right? So that's all about communication. It's critical that communication is is sound everyone's on the same page and i would argue it with with over 15 years of project management experience that that is critical as well in executing the project we all have to understand what the goal is what are we trying to execute and how we're going to get there so that that's a natural transition for for um um for for transitioning best to make sure that communication is in place absolutely absolutely so in your mind what do you believe are, are some of the the overlaps in mindset from military life to, to being in a project management role? Are, are there certain things that you feel like uh, really overlap in terms of the mindset that you have to have and the way that you approach um, both of these uh, both of these roles? Yeah, absolutely. So going back to one of the challenges, I think can also be a strength in talking about pace. So you have that, um, that, um, that, that pace, that mindset of uh, accomplishing the mission and, and, and getting, getting what we need to get done um, in a in a very robust manner, right? So, focusing in on pace, making sure that we're meeting the customer demand in a in a timely fashion, two way schedule, two way budget. These are things that are critical for our customers as we talk about project management and especially material handling. Um, as as you as you may know, in the material handling industry, there are there are seasons. Um, you know, depending on who you, you know what you're doing and who your customers are. So you, you you have you have hard deadlines that you have to meet and whatnot. So the same is applicable when we talk about the the military um, military lifestyle. When you're given a mission, there's a reason why you were given that mission to be accomplished at a certain time at a certain place, right? So making sure that we understand the urgency around that is critical. Now. Fast forward that transition that to the civilian side, bringing that mindset of I understand the urgency of hitting the goal, of making the mission on time, on schedule, on budget, right, is critical as you make that transition to the project management world. And I would say even more critical in the material handling space, given our, our seasonal, the seasonality of our business. Absolutely. Yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense. You, you can absolutely see parallels there uh, in, in a lot of different ways. And I think you did a great job of, uh, of explaining those there. Um, DJ, are there resources or, or, or things for veterans who are transitioning to civilian life? Uh, are, are, are there resources that exist um, that can maybe help people understand a little bit more about um, uh, just about project management and about uh, materials handling and, and some of the opportunities that exist there? Is there is there a place where you would point people to go to learn more? Absolutely. Um, Several resources for transitioning vets in general. Each branch of the military has a uh, has transition services to help uh, help soldiers, sailors, Marines uh, make the transition to the civilian world. 
Additionally, on the civilian side, um, there are there are several um, se- several opportunities to learn more about project management. The Project Management Institute, or PMI, is the number one, in my opinion, as far as understanding what it means to be a project manager, what it takes to be a certified project manager, and 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 all the training associated with that. Um, uh, more, moreover, the the leadership skills that are required and the trainings that that are out there are all tools that can be utilized you know, prior to your transition, during your transition, and even after your transition uh, from a PMI standpoint. Um, material handling specifically, uh, MHI.org is a huge organization that really helps um, helps people understand what's the the pace and the the pace of the material handling industry, keeping keeping up to snuff of what's going on in the world of material handling. So these, these are great resources that um, that best can utilize to to make that transition either to project management and more specifically to the material handling industry. So DJ, as we start to, to wrap up this episode, uh, I want to give you the opportunity just to kind of uh, address our audience and to, to tell them anything either that we haven't talked about yet or uh, a conclusion statement or, or just whatever you want people to, to walk away with from this conversation. The floor is yours to, to wrap us up today with just uh, your final thoughts. Appreciate it. You know, oftentimes when civilians are civilian organizations are, are are faced with that decision on hiring a veteran, you know, some of the things come into play. And, and this is the same for veteran transitioning is there, there's stigmas about veterans, you know, whether that is uh, addressing the potential of a veteran having PTSD from a, from a mental standpoint or uh, leadership style. There's, I've heard people in conversation saying, well, you know, veterans are very militant and very direct leaders. And Frankly speaking, nothing can be farther from the truth. Um, first off, you know, from a from a PTSD standpoint, um, not all veterans are, are 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 have PTSD or even have had combat experience. So that's uh, you know that's something to keep in mind. You know, we don't want to make that generalization. It's a very serious thing that the military does a very good job of treating and ensuring that soldiers have the proper uh, treatment that they need in order to to live very productive. Um, productive lives inside the military and outside the military as they transition. Um, it's the first piece. And leadership style, um, something I would say as a junior military leader, you learn very quickly is the different styles of leadership within your toolbox is critical. And that is something that has helped me in my civilian career as an operations lead, as an operations manager, and as a um, as a project manager and now at the director level within uh, within my space. So understanding that there are there are so many different tools that veterans have from a leadership standpoint, training standpoint, planning uh, standpoint that that will only bring um, um, bring value to your organization. So go out there, take a you know, take a take a chance with a vet um, and you'd be surprised at, uh, at how much they'll bring to the table. DJ Hughes, director of the project management office at Design Conveyor Systems. DJ, it's been a pleasure having you on to talk about this topic and get to learn a little bit more um, from your expertise and, and to learn a little bit more about the resources that exist for veterans in this area. DJ, thank you again so much for joining us here on the podcast. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Anytime. Absolutely. And everyone, thank you for tuning into this episode of On Time in Full, a podcast brought to you by Design Conveyor Systems. Of course, for more, you can always visit the DCS website uh, to stay up to date with the latest from Design Conveyor Systems. And you should also subscribe to the podcast. It's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever you get podcasts these days, I'm sure you can find On Time in Full. So make sure to go check it out there and subscribe to stay up to date with the latest episodes. But for this episode today, for DJ Hughes, my guest, I've been your host, Tyler Kern. Thanks for joining us.